Alright. So now I would like you to stroke the shaft. The care factor for me in either of these guys' cocks is very, very low, yes. so yes. um whoever wants to show it to me the most. Hello and welcome. We're back. It is from theballerlifestyle.com. It is the Baller Lifestyle podcast. I'm your host, Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining the program for episode 125 of the show, Buck and a Quarter. Pretty impressive. Very, very stoked that you are a part of what we do here for 125 episodes. And you know what? Sometimes I look and people, new people join us all the time because there's people download episode one, which I would not recommend, but people download even the early episodes all the time. Every month, every episode gets downloaded at least once or if not 25 times. So new people join us all the time. That means you guys are spreading the word. And something that you should do to spread the word, if you haven't done it yet, is just go on iTunes and look up this show. Type in, do a search for the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. And when, then when you get there, leave a review. Click the a fair number of stars for this show. I would offer five. I don't think anyone's ever reviewed this show with less than five stars. So I just, why change now. Go ahead and give it five. Five-star review and give us give us a nice review. Let us know what you think about the show on iTunes. That would be nice. Joining me now, as always, co-host of the program, our very own, soon-to-be Iceland-bound, Ed Daly. Ed, how are you? Right, two quick things. First... Yeah. When you said 125, I was like, I, "Who? we got to go back to jersey numbers. Who is 25? And baseball has had lots of 25s. Mark McGuire, Jim oh, Tomey. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I saw football. Not a lot of 25s. Like Lendale White is the only guy. Really? Yeah. Lendale Mar- White. NBA, Mark Price. That's it. Wow. Oh, Reggie, Reggie Bush, too. So the two USC guys. That's 25. It. Interesting. But that's it. But anyway, I'm, that was just my Google right now. But I wanted to ask you. Yeah. How often, when you hear something hyped like crazy, how often ne- does it live up to never, the hype? Never lives up to the hype. Well, I would say a couple of things for me. Every time I go to Peter Luger's in Brooklyn, yeah, that steak lives up to the hype. I've heard that. I've never been, but it's it's legendary. But I would say this OJ documentary. It's so lived, good. Lived up to the hype. I, I finished it this morning. Oh, yeah. I'm not done. I'm like halfway through number three. Yeah. And like, you know, take your time because guess what? We all know the outcome. Yes. But it's so good. And uh, it's just, it's it's weird because it's five two-hour parts. Yes. And I've sat through, I think about a year ago, I sat through the uh, Ken Burns thing, and it's like, Jesus, like, I can't believe I have eight more hours of the, the Roosevelt. The Roosevelt, yes. Right. But, like, this, and I was not, like, a, a, a junkie of the trial. Like, I just, I got annoyed. I, I tuned into day one, and, like, after 19 questions of the limo driver, I was like, you know what? I, I, don't, I don't need to see this. Alan, but, Alan, Alan Park. The limo driver Alan Park, to to which Jason Stewart's Jason Stewart's go to joke on that is what was his gardener called Mike Edge? <laughs> uh, yes, continue. But it's amazing, and you've definitely seen it by episode three. One, it te- it it gives you like the right context, and it happened when I was the trial was when I was a freshman in college. Like, right as I was finishing high school is when he was arrested. And then freshman in college is when the trial happened. Maybe sophomore is when he... Was he at the fall when he actually was uh, uh, not guilty? Um, yeah, I think it was like September or October. 
Yeah, so that was that was uh, fall of sophomore year for me. But like, I, I just wasn't that into it because I I remember a juror got dismissed, and they're like, "Yeah, there's no chance he's he's going to be guilty." Right. Uh, so I I always kind of just felt that way. But watching it and seeing the context, I mean, if you're on episode three, you see like all the shit the L.A. police did. Like, you kind of get where sure. everybody's coming from. And I, I, when I was a kid, like I didn't get that context. Um, yeah, I didn't either. And um, the way, like, like I said, I'm only about halfway through it, and I was really prepared to not watch it. And and then Fancy Sauce is like, "Hey, let's turn on that OJ documentary." And I was I was like, sort of surprised. I'm like, "Oh, she wants to watch it." I'm like, "Okay," because I knew it wasn't going to live up to the hype, and I knew the story. And I'm like, "There's no way they could get ten or eight hours or whatever it is out of this." And I just felt like it was gonna. I was gonna get into it, and it was gonna feel like work to watch. And it it, it really it does. Flows. It really does live up to the hype, and it puts things in a perspective. The way it juxtaposes the uh, Rodney King cops acquittal, and it abs and like it absolutely connects, and like totally, they're going to interview jurors. Yeah, and they're going to specifically say it connected. So to- totally like it's, it's amazing. And you haven't it, w- one thing I like, and I think it even shows like by, you know, part one is the amount of people that pat themselves on the back, like in his inner circle, they're like, Oh yeah. Then I knew he was guilty. And I took the moral high ground. And like his agents, like, you know, I finally had to walk away from OJ and it was like eight years after the murder. Yeah. Like totally. after he He's still representing all, him. Yes. Yeah. He milked Every like signature, and he's like, you know what? Now I gotta say, enough is enough. Like well, so many assholes. Well, Al Cowling's the the they they had video of Nicole's funeral, and there's Al Cowling's standing there, like eulogizing her. Right. Yet he's letting. OJ he, but yet he's try still to best friends with the guy that killed her. And and I remember, as dumb as I was, as a freshman in college or whatever. What? I still wondered, why didn't he serve any time? Like, why didn't he get at least community service? Because he tied up an entire city, and yeah. me, as a Knicks fan, I had to watch a, a police chase instead of my Knicks in the finals. I was watching that finals game. Yeah. I remember that. And fuck the Rockets for winning that game, but that, that series, but the Knicks won that game. You know, you and know. And I missed out on that. You know, and I've because I've said it on this program before, I'm pretty staunchly anti-death penalty, except right. for in a couple cases, and one of those cases is for intentionally causing traffic. And that that was maybe the ultimate cause of traffic, totally. right? Yeah, the slow speed chase. Um, and yeah, by, by yes. wait, hang on, by episode three, did they feature the guy that worked for Johnny Cro- Cochran, who was like his lackey who talked like Maya Angelou? Uh. No, are you talking about the other lawyer, Carl Douglas? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know the names. I Yeah, I know him. He keeps talking, and each time, I feel like it's getting more pronounced, he's like, and then we... <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> ...went up, we took the jury up OJ's stairs, <laughs> and we replaced all the pictures with white celebrity <laughs> with black celebrity it's like holy shit yes. are you fucking kidding me like <laughs> get to the point my angelou like what the fuck are you doing he he, he he was a i remember him from the case because he was a lawyer he was um he he did he like uh what do they call it like cross-examined people in the he questioned oh, yeah. Witnesses in the and, case. And he was clearly like Johnny Light. Like he was trying totally, to be yeah. Johnny. But, I mean, w- we are talking 22 years after the case, and he's still like trying to do that. Like, or maybe that's just he's morphed into that's actually who he is. But, like, Jesus, out with it. Like, they, they keep totally. featuring him, I guess, during the trial, all the interviews, and he's doing it's this great. It's great. Every God damn time. He's he's an unfortunate looking individual as well. He's not he's not super handsome. Um, and one, one, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. To, one continue. last thing. Yes. Uh, 
the best part is part five where they talk about like why OJ's in jail now. Hey, spoiler alert. Okay. Yeah. But when they talk about and they start interviewing memorabilia dealers. Oh, the worst people. I mean, and there's like four of them featured in the final part. And it's amazing because we've all seen these types of people. Yes. And they're, they're all the same. Like yeah. they all have the wrong haircut for their age group. They're all, there's always something a little bit off of them. And it's pretty amazing. Um, yeah, that, that is the, that is just really such a low way to, to make a living to that. This that's your sustenance. begging for autographs, like adults begging for autographs. Yeah. Just sign a couple more. Like they, they, I've seen them. Cause a couple times when I've gone to Chicago, I've stayed in the same hotel as the, whatever baseball teams in town. And you go yeah. out front and the guys are leaving for the ballpark. And sometimes they take cabs and there they all are out front. And they have these big binders with 28 glossy pictures of Tony Gwynn that they want him to sign or yeah, and they're adults. Yeah. Adults, yeah. and if they don't sign every single one of them, they start to complain. And it's not like they're—it's not like they're collecting them; they're selling them. And they're not like, yeah, they're not nine-year-old boys. Yeah. Uh, so definitely watch the OJ documentary. It's great, because it totally changes your perspective. Because here, this whole time, I've kind of always thought about it like, well, they—they they got him right at the beginning of DNA, and they got a really—they got really dumb people, and they confused them. With all the DNA and the dirty cops and all that. And that that is what they no, did. Yeah, none of that changes, but you have perspective. But it was, yeah, that, that is what they did. But it was, it was from the beginning, it was going to be a payback verdict. It was, we don't trust the cops. They've Nor fucked our they. people. Yes, four right. years. Jesus. They beat us in the fucking streets in Watts. And we're going to get one back. This is our time. We're going to get one back. And they did. Also, and the look of that movie is fantastic. They shot like a bunch of drone footage of the city. And it was like real sunny day LA shots. Yeah, and it just courthouse shots. Yeah, it, it just kind of gives you the, the vibe. It just puts you sort of in the, in the mode of this LA mode. It's really, really well yeah, done. It lives up to the hype. The one, sure. the one thing that bums me out is they couldn't get Darden because Darden was the one guy on the prosecution that was – he was a black guy. He was from Oakland. He, he knew the pulse of the people, and he was trying to tell these guys, we got to do it a different way. We can't put this Mark Furman guy on the stand. We, got, we have to approach this differently. We need different jurors, and nobody listened to him, and it would have been and nice I, to get his perspective. I hope you're sitting down for this. Yeah. But – in the latter parts, uh, since Marsha Clark and everybody else, Gil Garcetti, oh yeah, he's since look. they are featured. Guess what? Yeah, Darden. Darden takes a lot of blame. Yeah, they yeah they blame, and he's the what guy who knew. Yes, it's because <laughs> you know, of the glove he, demonstration. He fucked up with the gloves. Yeah, like you know, I mean, it's really all his fault. Like it's amazing that the egos still are in play, and Marsha Clark, like. She's, what, 62 or something? Maybe 10 times as good looking as she was during the trial. It, she, she does look quite a bit better. She's softened up her look a that, bit. That was, that was an interesting choice. I'll say that for it, her original look. Really, it really, really was. Uh, okay, over, over the weekend, Ed, we got a tweet that you liked, and I wanted to, I wanted to get your take on it. It's from yeah, our yeah. lawyer listener, Almighty Dalla, who sent us, who sent us a tweet that said, on a scale of one to ten, how bad a person is this lady breastfeeding her baby in front of me at the Astros game? <laughs> uh, what, what, what are your thoughts on that, Ed? You're, well, you're fine with that, right? I am fine with... I, I'm not in denial that breastfeeding needs to be done. But... Yeah, it's, it's how you feed a baby. There's a couple things. One, I... I had a wife that breastfed twice. That's and right. if it were a scenario where we're on a, I don't know, like a long air airplane trip or something, there's a whole like thing you can do to cover up. Yeah. You put, you have like a little, like a like scarf like that like goes cape, around you. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So you could do that. And also the guy said he was at an Astros game. Pretty sure you can just sit out the game because that's what parenting is about, like sacrificing for your kids. Well, like, yeah. does somebody need to fucking 
breastfeed like does there is there any need for an infant to be at a 500 AL Central's uh team's game? Like, no. No. No, of course so not. You just stay stay the fuck home. That's where I'm at. Breast I'm I don't care about breastfeeding. Breastfeed. Like it's you got to, you know, be discreet about it, do whatever. Get, you know, it's a titty. I'm Get your titty out fine. and feed your kid. I'm, I'm fine with it happening. Like Sure. I don't like the militant people that like, you know what? You can you can be discreet about it. Right. It's not but it's but the breastfeeding portion of it is not a big deal. It's the bringing an infant to a fucking baseball game. Name yeah. the most fun thing you can think of, and then add an infant into the mix. And how unfun does it suddenly become? Yeah, you know what? The only time it's fun is if you're in the maternity ward at the hospital. That's the only time an infant is a good idea. Yeah, because someone else is taking care of it. Right. Uh, so, yeah. So I, I, yeah, I thought that was a great. T- the the bad the bad person is not necessarily. She's not a bad person because she's breastfeeding. She's a bad person because she's brought an infant to a fucking baseball game. You're just sit it out. Sell your tickets. Give them to Todd at the office. Like you don't there's need to go to a ball someone, game with an infant. Yeah, there's always someone who loves a free ticket. Totally. And I imagine like it's the Astros. They're probably giving away tons of free tickets these days. There, there. I. I last I checked, I think there were 500 or like two games behind 500. Yeah, like they had a, below they had a, 500. They had a good season last year, and they have some good players. They're good, Altuve, all that. Yeah. But like you know, at the same time, even great teams, it, aside from Wrigley, like most most teams, you can find a way into the stadium. It's not that hot. It's a true. No, that's a that's a good point. There's a there's 162 games. There's 81 home games. You can get in. Okay, Ed. sit it out, mom. Agreed. Uh, quick email. This is I mentioned that I love this game last week, and I wanted to that our, on our next daily's choice. This is spoiler alert. We have a daily's choice to play here. I was gonna inv- <laughs> I was gonna save it for Fancy Pop so we could get Fancy Pop to weigh in on the penises of the celebrities mentioned, but I've I've pre-read this. Daily's Choice, and there's no way Fancy Sauce would know who any of these people are, so we're just going <laughs> to do it, you and I. Uh, okay, here we go. This is from Rights of But Bill, if of she would know, I think yeah. I think we should include her, because I would be curious what her actual desire would be. Oh, to- I totally agree, And but unfortunately, <laughs> when you hear the names, you'll understand. Uh, this is, of course, from Rights of Bill, who's invented the game Daily's Choice, our favorite game on the show. <laughs> Good Hello. for him. Invented Hello. a fucking game. It's a great game. Hello, everyone. I'm riding to you from a cruise ship. Oh, no. We're, Not good for him. We were going to need to take a trip with the kids for vacation, and if we were going to be miserable with the kids, we may as well double down with a sea voyage. All I'm going to say about this experience is this. You know how ugly the average person is? Well, remember that half of the world is uglier than that. (laughs) I would like to extend a happy Father's Day to Brian and Ed. And to celebrate, here is another round of your favorite game, Daily's Choice. Okay, to refresher, this is, Ed Daly has made it known that if he lines up at the urinal and he sees Leonardo DiCaprio next to him, he's for sure going to glance down and check out his junk. And that goes for any celebrity, so it doesn't need to be... But not friends, just celebrities. No, celebrities. So it doesn't need to be an A-list dude. It could be uh, anybody. Regis Philbin, doesn't matter. If there's a famous dude next to him, he's going to check out their junk. And Daly's Choice assumes that there's two famous guys, and Ed only has time for a quick glance to one side, and he's got to turn one way. He's going to pick which junk he's going to look at. Okay, round one. With a new Star Trek coming out, would you check out Captain Kirk in his prime or Captain Picard in his prime? Now, this is an easy one for me. Well, I have I have a slight embarrassment. Is Picard the bald? Is is yes. it the bald guy? Yes, he's also in the X Men movies. I'm not. I'm not a Star Trek guy. He's, I'm trying to remember, Patrick Stewart, I believe he is called, and he's a good, how he's, fucking old is this guy? Because he looks the same as he did in the 80s, Yeah, and was I thought he was 70 years Was that the movie he was in, where what's-her-name was, was just very uh, naked? N- Natasha Henstridge? Oh, yeah. Uh, but anyway, 
Yes, go. It's, uh, it's I kind of fe- I kind of felt like he was pretty old then, but then again, like you said, he he seems the same age now. Uh, but you know, Kirk, cock of the walk back in the day. I would I would go for Kirk. Yeah, he's you check out that Canadian Kirk dick for sure. I think that's. But I wonder how old. I mean, well, I've got it right now. Do you want to take? Do you want to wager a guess as to Picard's age? I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna play it safe. Play it safe. Let me say, let me just tell you when. Like what? What about 1990? That show was. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to. I'm looking at his IMDb, and he was on. Uh, okay, oh, this guy works a lot. I'm scrolling X Men. I mean, this. And he's like a, a likable dude now. Like he, he is. He he's shown personality. Like right. when when he was Star Trek guy. Like I I just didn't know him, but I feel, I feel like, like I've seen interviews where he. He and uh, McKellen are like bros, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, because they do this X Men like, movies. They're like, but they're like funny and like you know, fuck you, I like McKellen's he, I, gay kind of guy. I feel like, like he did uh, Picard did a sketch or something. He's he's done something, some comedy. I recall seeing him in. Okay, he was uh, he was in St- Star Trek: The Next Generation. In 1987, 87 to 94, that ran. So let's say 1990, three years into Star Trek The Next Generation. How old would you guess okay. he was? I mean, I am 40, and him, I, I fully understand. You could be bald at 30, but he kind of had an edge to him. I'm going to say he was 10 years older. I'm going to say he was 50 then, 90. 1990, yep. 26, so he's 86 years old. That's pretty close. That's pretty close. He actually would have been 39 then because he's born <laughs> July, July 13th, 1940. He's 75 years old today. What? <laughs> that might be the worst oh, than our original. I think our original how fucking old is this guy was Robin Leach. Who was like in his thirties? I did the math wrong. He would have been forty nine because he's seventy five now. Seventy five, twenty six. He would have been forty nine in. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so that 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 kind of. When you said thirty nine, I pretty much was giving up hope for life. I'm not. I'm not super good at math. Okay, here's the next daily's choice: Frankenberry versus Lucky Charms. I assume he means the Lucky Charms guy. Yeah. and he's talking about Leprechaun versus essentially Frankenstein, right? Yeah, yeah. You're looking at Frankenstein's dick of every course, time because because that's somebody piecing together a body. Yeah, he's dug one up. Of course, up. he's you, gone. of course you're going to choose somebody who's like hand picking body parts. Well, I would want to see the stitching, of course. Yes, uh, and then round three, the final round, Daly's choice. Whose dick would you look at? This is a good one for you. TV Fathers Edition. Stephen mm. Keaton from Family Ties versus the perennial grumpy, perennially grumpy Jack Arnold from The Wonder Years. <laughs> well, I would say I would say that Stephen Keaton might be my favorite all-time TV dad. Loved him. Yeah, you I did. Thought, You're a big fan. Thought he was great, but he was like you know, a reformed hippie. But just kind of regular dude, like a little lanky, I guess, could be interesting where that goes. But Jack Arnold was girthy. He was yeah, angry. He was packing a lot of girthy rage. Yeah. I'm going Jack Arnold. Yeah. He's, I feel like he would really be he packing a soup can. He was su- simmering and yeah. he was thick, right? Yeah. Th- yeah. Like thick fingers, just stocky dude he's probably i don't remember i don't remember specific episodes but i kind of remember like he was at he was angry at a company picnic like he's yeah he's gonna bring like a lot of girthy rage he was a real grump now the older sister on that show i was into olivia de abo yes i was very into her as you know a, who as a you know who was actually pretty good who? the mom the mom I'd have to go back and look. I don't recall I mean, her. I saw I saw some sort of uh where are they now? Yeah. And I looked at it and you know, my my tastes have have evolved. Right. Yes. Mom, Mom is looking pretty fucking good. Um 
what's his name's uh, the the uh, the Se- Mrs. Seaver? Carol? No, Carol was the sister. What was the mom called? Mrs. Maggie, Maggie Seaver. She wasn't too bad in retrospect. Oh, I just remembered, and I think he listens, so he's probably going to be bummed out. A friend of mine played on the same Little League team as Paul Pfeiffer from Wonder Years. Oh, wow. And still bitches about how his dad was the coach and started his son over him. So, like, I've got a buddy that got clowned by Paul Pfeiffer at Uh, the shortstop position. There's no way that Paul Pfeiffer could stay down on a ground ball. There's just no way. I know. but He was taking him off that nose every time. It's it's been a couple years, but I need to tweak this guy. I think I think Paul Pfeiffer started at short over him. Unbelievable. Like, like the the like the the pinpoint little league right, the main infield. position. Like every, yeah. every 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 ball in little league goes to shortstop, he, right? He gets like eighty percent of the plays, and and he can get those nubbers that come up to the pitcher because the pitcher usually can't field. So, right, yeah. outfielders get no balls. Nothing. In little league. But shortstop, yeah, I think Pfeiffer clown my buddy. Uh, excellent game, writes a bill. We appreciate the daily's choice, and yeah. we look forward to your next submission. Ed, speaking of the worst people in the world, <laughs> what is going on at Southern Cal? Okay, so USC Athletic Director Pat Hayden, his daughter, and his sister-in-law took time out of their busy schedules over the past 15 years to work part-time for the George Henry Meyer Foundation. It was a charitable charitable foundation that funds scholarships. Now, it wasn't a great deal of time. The trio worked as little as one hour a week. But somehow they, they still found time to donate their time, and after that, they gave themselves a little money. Now, Brian, would you care to guess how much money that hour a week added up over the past decade and a half? Um, an hour a week. It's a charitable thing. Like, you know how right, a lot... So you're going to be, you're gonna be like, kind of nice about it, right? Yeah, you know how, like, a lot of board members, they take, like, a dollar salary because they have stock mm. in the company, and they don't, you know, they only have to go in and vote once in a while, or... Uh, I feel they, like Mike Bloomberg did with that with New York. Like, yeah. That's a boss move. Like, yeah, I'll take a dollar. Yeah, when you got a ton of money, you serve, you know, you serve on a charitable board, and it's really just so they can use your name. So I would guess that his family, over the, the time that they were on this foundation, I would guess they would they took maybe $10,000. Yeah, yep. I mean, pretty good guess, but I... I would say a little bit higher. They went. They took two and a half million dollars. Wow! <laughs> and now, unsurprising. I'm sorry, that that would be overstating it. Just two point four million dollars. Uh, unsurprisingly, the numbers of the scholarships awarded by the foundation in that time has severely diminished. Oh, so, like in the last last fifteen years, like all of the money they had to give for scholarships have dramatically decreased. Now, Brian. Simple question, and I got one for this one. Why is everyone from USC terrible? They are really the worst people. And since being a terrible quarterback for the Rams, you would think, oh, well, this Pat Hayden, you know, maybe he's been down on his luck and he he needed the money. This guy is sits on he he made tons of money in banking. He sits he basically took the AD position as like charity to, to like help the school because he's such what a hero. He's such a baller businessman that he's, he serves on all these boards of all these big companies. He is super rich. According to the internet, his net worth, and this may be a little inflated. They've got his net worth at $720 million. Jesus. And he's, he's squeezing a goddamn scholarship. Yeah. USC, but he's just all USC people are the worst people. They they're the ones with USC on their license plate, on their license plate frame. They're all over Orange County where I live. Most of them didn't even go there. They just they just like it. 
They They're just fans want, of Reggie Bush. Yeah, they just want to be part of something, and they think that's a cool thing to be a part of, and it's really just a collection of the very, very worst people on Earth, and <laughs> Pat Hayden is one of them, and they're they're lucky to have one of their own at the helm. That is that is amazing. I, I mean, I think about um, I think about like my Wall Street days and yeah, killing the Bond game. But there there are people that like it. The only reason why I can somewhat understand that a Pat Hayden exists is like there were guys making you know two three sticks a year. Yeah. And occasionally there would be some deal or something. Somebody would be like, pizza for the floor. And they would bring in pizzas to the conference room. And there would be guys elbowing, like guys who are making yes, $3 million dollars a year. That's and great. they'd be elbowing someone for else for a goddamn slice <laughs> of plain pizza. No, pizza could be delicious. Sure. But even if it's the greatest slice of pizza in New York City, it's $3. Right. And these guys are making fucking yes. three, four, six a year. Yes. And it, it just shows, like, there are people who can't get out of their own way of assholeness. Yeah. Th- these are guys that are paying five grand an hour to their whore, and yet they're elbowing each other out of the way to get For a, a slice. a fucking slice of pizza. To, yeah, a slice. That's great. Uh, yeah. Animals. USC, worst people, Pat Hayden, Worst mm, of the you oh, say oh. you say worst. I, I'm pretty sure the next story is gonna. Is talk there that. there's someone worse than Pat Hayden? That's hard to that's hard to imagine it. The past week, NFL song and dance man JJ Watt went on the Margaritaville football podcast, a podcast focused on Jimmy Buffett fans who are a into football and b are actually willing to admit they're into Jimmy Buffett. Anyway, Watts took some time out of his busy schedule to explain his sports fandom, namely that he likes two hockey rivals, the Chicago Blackhawks and the Detroit Red Wings. Said Watt, I I love guys like Chris Chelios, and he played for both. So I was like, "Eh, why not? And I grew up in an era where both of those teams were really good. And I was playing hockey in Chicago, and I was playing hockey in Detroit. So I got to a couple of games. As a kid, you don't know any better. So I was like, both of these oh teams my are my favorite teams. And now I look back, and I'm like, oh, man, I don't know if that's allowed. Brian, considering we now know J.J. Watt is the, the most annoying kind of sports fan in the world, a guy who thinks it's okay to have multiple favorite sports teams, and the fact that he's actually proud to be a parrot head, awful, aka a Jimmy Buffett fan. Is there any possible way JJ Watt could become less likable? Uh, he's really well. I'll tell you what. He's done something to me. I was at my gym the other day, and then you know they've got the music blasting at the gym. And there was some horrible song. They playing. wouldn't play Jimmy Buffett at the no, gym, right? No, it was worse. And it was it was like some guy rap. It was like kind of rockish, like new metal sounding. And some guy was rapping. And I'm like, God, this song is awful. I think it was Linkin Park. And I was listening and I'm like, ah, oh, this is, might be the worst song I've ever heard. And I go, but you know what? It sounds familiar to me. I'm like, how do I know this? And then I realized it's because J.J. Watt was forcefully rapping it to himself while working out oh, and, on uh, Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks? Yes. Oh, no. So he brought you into his circle. Yes. Now I'm, now I'm stuck with him. Now all I can do right. is picture him catching passes out of the pitching machine with one hand. You're, you're just a regular guy, and you got brought into his horrible circle. Yes, I can't. He's in my head now. Uh, this is really awful. He uh, he needed a father figure or someone in his life because, like you, Ed, you root for half D.C. area teams and half New York City area teams, and I I don't need the explanation again. No, but it's it's they're they're separate. You don't, don't you don't, don't root for the Redskins and the Giants. And the Giants, yeah, yeah, fuck that. Right. The 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 Blackhawks and the Red Wings until recently were in the same goddamn division. They were they were actual rivals. Now the 
Red Wings are have somehow moved into the Eastern Conference. Right, but overall, like you can't. No. That would you that would be that. like me. Me. Everyone knows that I am probably the biggest LA Kings fan in the world. I'm well right. known to I I watch religiously most of the games once the playoffs start. And I I couldn't also say, oh, you know, I really like the Ducks too. Because that's their rival. You can't like the rival of your favorite team. That just goes if against you, and, and and if you did that if you were a kid and you accidentally did that, you don't admit it when you're an adult. If you had a cousin who played for the Devils, you could be like, well, I'd be happy with either team because there's no conflict. They're just two different teams. Right. But Agreed. you can't. I mean, me, I can't. I can't cheer for the Devils, but no. I was just trying to pick a team far east of yours. Right, I get it. Ed, I have said it before. It might even have been last week. I say it a lot. We live in the golden age of getting laid. (laughs) Now, of course, for you and I, this does no good. No. But for those single people that are out there... Forget the swinging 60s or the summer of love or disco. Sure, back then you could roll into Studio 54 with a bag of yay and walk out with a couple of freshly minted (laughs) French models. But that's still no match for the power of the internet. Plus, back then, chicks didn't even trim up. These days, Ed, with Tinder... If the chick doesn't announce that she's down to bone on her profile, it's a one-way ticket to swipe left city. And don't worry if you have a freaky sexual proclivity because there's a site for that. Tinder, Grinder, J-Date, H-Date, FarmersOnly.com, Gluten... What is H-Date? Herpes. Oh. If If you're afflicted... But I I get it. Yeah. I mean, they still need love. Well, it makes an uncomfortable conversation, I imagine. If you're if you're rocking the herp, you eventually got to tell the partner and if you and if you just meet on a site where everyone's got it, you're probably good. Yeah, I don't blame them. Yeah, no, I get it. That's a point. glutenfreesingles.com, same thing, Ed. <laughs> that that those are monsters. The ch- the choices are endless, but alas, With all good things on the internet, Ed, things may have finally gone too far. The golden age of free internet sex may have come to a screeching halt with a new dating site that's sure to sour the palate of sex-starved singles across the lower 48. Ed, one word. Well, really, it's a web address. One word, Ed. Trumpsingles.com. Oh, man. Quote, I think there's a special stigma when people say they're supporting Trump because some of the brash things he said, said David Goss, the creator of this horrible website, that immediately gets projected on his supporters and it makes it hard for them when they're trying to date. He stresses that this is not a, quote, hookup service, but rather it's intended to help people, quote, find real love. The website launched in May and has since garnered about 500 users. A mobile app is scheduled to launch next week. Ed, (laughs) do you think there should be an IQ test for joining the site? And should people who score over 85 be disqualified? I I would say that if they score over 85, they're not going to qualify because every Trump supporter at this point. That's Even with, without getting too political, we're talking about a candidate that Gary Busey and Scott Baio are the exactly. only guys who are endorsing. Exactly. Like, and if if you're if you're endorsing this guy, or if you're on the dating site, like you're somebody who's kind of just looking for a racist match. 
Yeah, it's true. You want someone to endorse your clandestine racist views. You want to, you've wanted to be openly racist for a while, but you can't do it on regular dating sites. You need a specialized dating site for racists, but not op- not that not openly racist. Not that says, "Hey, racists, come here." So they go, "Oh, hey, this is for Trump supporters. Come over here the, to Trump." And the weird thing for me is. Six months ago, I looked at Marco Rubio and Cruz and all these guys, and I felt like Trump is actually the least scary candidate yeah. of those guys. Yeah, he wasn't talking that much then, though. But, like, I still kind of feel like, deep down, he's probably the least scary in in that he doesn't believe in the machine that is inherently racist yes probably not he just says shit to to incite at the same time you are looking at a guy who is he just does not want to be president no he just doesn't and especially not on his own dime now that we're finding out that he doesn't have he's out of money he raised zero dollars this year this month well because his whole thing is is he's like i'm gonna pay for it myself well he didn't think that he was gonna go the whole he wasn't gonna go to the general he didn't think he's gonna have to pay for it all the way it's just weird like my my aunt i was at a funeral week ago thoughts and prayers yeah Grandma Daly. R.I.P. Oh, sorry to hear that. Yeah. R.I.P. But one of my aunts, like, like, pretends she has a brain in her head, and she was, like, extolling the virtues of Trump to somebody in a nearby conversation. It was like, holy shit, like, like, there's blood relations to this. Right. This is, this is a real thing. Didn't, didn't you, didn't you think when they laid out the candidates, you're like, oh, Jeb. It's going to be Jeb and Hillary. Of like course, it's Bush of course, and Clinton. But but like I mean we're not we're not being political here but like of no. course this yes. is this is this is like shithead territory. It's crazy. It's just it's it's, crazy. it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable that they're just the crazy people are running the, and, the game. And and why I think uh Donald Trump is actually smarter than everybody gives him credit for is like he's just doing like old school pandering. Something you would expect totally. from 1775. Yes. And, like, people are just eating it up. Yeah. Like, it's amazing. He looks people right in the eye and just tells them whatever the fuck he thinks they want to hear. And they eat it up. They love but, it. But, like, I, I kind of, I'm kind of impressed by it. Yeah. It's, well, but, I mean, of course, of course we can't, like, actually vote for no. it. But I'm I'm impressed by how stupid America is. It's great. It's great. Uh, speaking of stupid people, Ed. Yeah. A, a Tennessee woman robbed a man while his pants were literally around his ankles, according to authorities. Mm-hmm. Johnicia Morris, 25, snatched the man's debit card Wednesday while she performed oral sex on him inside of a parked car in Nashville. The report states that Morris was performing oral sex on the victim while sitting in a car located at the Clarion Hotel when she removed the man's debit card from his pants pocket. After removing the card, she allegedly hid it under the passenger seat and placed the wallet back in the man's pocket without him noticing very, very high degree of difficulty. Eventually, she was busted Ed when she used the debit card at a local gas station. She's been charged with theft and indecent exposure. Ed, what is more impressive here? This wizard's sleight of mouth technique? (laughs) Or anything David Blaine or Chris Angel or David Copperfield ever did? I love that. I love that those guys were actual things. It's cool. David Blaine was like... I'm going to be inside a ice block for a week yes. and a half. Come, come watch me. At street magic, he did street magic. Because <laughs> if you walk down the street and somebody wants to offer you magic, you get the fuck of course, out of, Dodge. of course. Chris Angel wears eyeliner and has bangs <laughs> and and embroidered jeans. Like what? Didn't, who was buying a ticket bang, to that? Didn't he bang Cameron Diaz in her prime? I, he may, he for sure banged Britney Spears. 
But I think that Cameron Diaz thing does ring a bell. I'm Googling Chris Angel. Man, I'd, I mean, in her prime. Cameron, Holy shit. Cameron Diaz. I'm Dude, searching. Dude, he's just illusion, man. How about David Copperfield? Just Oh, Schiffer. Just, just pick, picking a name. Yeah, he's gotten Schiffer. Just picking a name from Dickens and just announcing that he's called David Co- like that's like yeah. me saying, "Oh, I'm Oliver Twist." Or call me Oliver yeah, Twist. I'm, like, what the fuck is I'm, that? I'm Huckleberry Finn. I'm I'm gonna be a Mark Twain guy. Uh, like Ed, you called it 2007. Cameron Diaz and Chris Angel find love in Las Vegas. Oh, seven wow. Cameron Diaz. Wow, just oh good. shocking. Really shocking. Yeah, I, I, uh, I mean, ultimately, pretty sure she was providing a pretty good service. Yeah, she must have been. And call me old fashioned, but I'm pretty appreciative when that happens. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I'm yeah. guessing, I'm guessing this guy was not appreciative. Because uh, my thing is, like, if you're, if I'm in that position, and it's, you know, I'm enjoying it. You could probably just say, hey, let me have your debit card. And I'd be, all right, just keep going. Just don't yeah, stop. Yeah, keep going. If I were OJ's lawyer, I'd be like, all right. <laughs> so now I would like you to stroke the shaft. <laughs> Carl Douglas. <laughs> that guy is a piece of shit. Yeah. Okay. He's great. Okay, Ed. It is time. There we go. For Fancy Pop, our pop culture segment of the show, where we are joined by our very own pop culture correspondent, unable to participate in Daily's Choice today, because there's no way she knows who Frankenberry is, or the Lucky Charms <laughs> guy, or Captain Picard, for that matter. Of course, I'm talking about Fancy Sauce. She joins us now. How you doing, Fancy? Hey, Fancy. Hi. Hey, Kate. I'm good. Hey, so we, we had another Daily's Choice earlier in the show, and I know you're not, like, really a listener, but are you familiar with the game Daily's Choice? No. Okay, that is where, that's been one of our listeners has offered up a game wherein Ed is, con- Ed is confronted at the urinal with two famous pissers on either side of him, and he only has time to look at one of their dicks. And that he has to choose which dick he looks at. And I was going to involve you in this game, but I don't think you've heard of any of these people. So let's, um, I'll, I'll just, uh, I guess I'll just do it anyway. Uh, the first, the first choice is, hold on, let me find it. Uh-huh, it's back here. Oh, here we go. Um, Captain Kirk versus Captain Picard, Star Trek edition. Leonard Nimoy. No. Wait. No. no that's he Spock. Was Spock. That's Spock. I don't know either. We all want to see Spock. I don't. Cock. That's true. That's a good point. I don't know who one one I can picture in my head, the Star Trek man, Captain Kirk. Yes, Captain I Kirk. I don't know who the other person Captain is. Captain Picard is Patrick Stewart. Oh. Kate, I was with you. I I was not entirely sure who Picard. I'd go with Patrick Stewart. Would is you? He a gay gentleman? No, he isn't. Oh, you you want to see an old gay dick? No, he's not gay. No, I was just wondering. I don't think Patrick Stewart's gay. You're oh, th- yeah. You're thinking of Sir Ian McKellen. McKellen. I I uh, the care factor for me in either of these guys' very cocks little. is very, very low. Yes. So yes. um, whoever wants to show it to me the most. Oh, that's great. Uh, okay, what about? Are you familiar with American? breakfast cereal do you know frankenberry i do not do you know the lucky charms leprechaun yeah okay it's a well just think of this would you rather see frankenstein's dick or a leprechaun yeah um probably frankenstein Frankenstein, yeah because it's sewn on you and you figure he would dig up a big one and sew it on he wouldn't dig up a little one and sew it on to frankenstein Right, I figure it would have bolts in it too. Yeah, it'd have bo- and, and it'd be stitched on, <laughs> it could be bolted on. And here's one more. Did you have Did you have the television program Family Ties oh, yeah. with Justine Bateman? Sure did. In the eighties, okay, great one. The dad. This is a TV Dad's edition. I loved Justine Bateman. Stephen Keaton versus Jack Arnold, the dad from the Wonder Years. Best TV dad ever. Yeah. Um. 
would go the um, the first guy. Stephen Keaton. Yeah. For any reason? Any reason behind it? Because he has a beard. Because he's tall. Because he married Elise. I don't care hippie, for the Wonder hippie, Years hippie. dad's like general aesthetic. Oh, really? Interesting. He he dipped that dick in LSD. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I feel like his dick would be like grumpy and hairy like him. Oh yeah, Jack Arnold. All right, but what about what about Jack Arnold? That's that's what he's talking about. That's what that that's what she means. Oh, girthy Reed. Uh, okay, Kate. What is an excellent job on Daily's Choice? Uh, yeah. What is going on in the world of pop culture? What is happening in Fancy Pop? Um, before I get to Fancy Pop. Thank you to our newest Patreon subscriber this week, Laurel Die. I love this nice. because that that's one another. Congratulations f- on cho- joining the Patreon family. Congratulations on yeah. being one of our three or four female listeners. Exactly. Love you, Laurel. No, we need more chicks out there. Will you spread Laurel? Spread the word. Spread tell, the word. Tell all your girlfriends. Yes, Ed Daly. What's your question? Is is uh, Patreon the same as Bitcoin, or is it like an actual financial? service it's, yes. yes it's like a how how would you like a paypal right okay yes yeah i'm just curious yeah i mean as far as the um pay payment platform ed's, ed's, how it works. ed's concerned about when he's going to get chipped off that's what he's <laughs> that's what he is leading towards he's, yes <laughs> I'm, just, yeah. I'm just breaking Here's, balls i'm i Brian, Brian, Ed, we're, we're pretty has, rich. Has We've got a bunch honest. of five dollar subscriber <laughs> yes. subscribers, maybe fifteen. Has, yeah. has been honest with me over the years. I'm not. I'm not. Yes, I'm just breaking balls. Yes, uh, it's understood. But guys, be like Laurel. Or f- be female first of all, and subscribe to the show. Throw us a couple bucks. Patreon.com slash the baller lifestyle. Hook us up there. You can you can contribute as much or as little as you would like, and it is very much appreciated but by all of this us. This is not a threat, but you guys would not want us to just one day get tired of doing this, right? For free. Yes. It's a lot of work. It sounds like, like a threat. It's a lot Wait, of work. I'm a, I'm okay with threats. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you know. It yeah. could happen. I'm Fuck not saying off. it will. Yes. I don't yes. feel like it will, but That's... I'm just saying anything could happen. Ed, Ed Daly's Fuck you, cl- pay me. Ed, Ed Daly's clearly <laughs> been drinking, which is he should do more often on the show. Uh, Kate McManus, what is happening in the world of Fancy Pop? We need our we need an update on the celebrity news out there. All right. Um, the first story involves actress Selma Blair, who I'm a big fan of. I think I'm she's a talented, huge fan of and her. I just really like her vibe. I am sexually attracted to her. Um, I also think she's talented, she an, but I would I would like to have intercourse with her. She had an incident, given the chance. Okay, all right, that's enough of that. Okay. Um, she was involved in an incident on a Delta flight on Monday. She was carried off this flight on a stretcher. After yeah. losing control. Yes. Witnesses on the flight from Cancun, Mexico to LAX tell us Blair was in first class and drinking wine. The witnesses say it appeared she combined something, perhaps medication, with her wine glass. Nothing wrong with that. I do that every time I sit in first class. I so she poured, she, up, she like broke up. some powder into her Maybe wine, have a little weed. stirred it up, drank it down, and then... Not too long after, she apparently she st- suddenly started crying. He burns my private parts. He won't let me eat or drink. The witnesses say she continued repeating, he beats me, he's going to kill me. Um, so full screaming, crying outburst. Very, very, very embarrassing. At which point, two nurses came on, um, on board, came, sorry, two nurses on board came over to help her and checked her bag for pills. Um, The nurses, one standing over her and one seated, propped her head up with a pillow and gave her oxygen to calm her down. Um, And then she was taken off the plane on a stretcher shortly after it landed at LAX and then um, and taken to a nearby hospital. Um, So TMZ sources say the pilot radioed ahead, told the tower there was a passenger on board who'd been mixing alcohol and meds. Mm. Um, So that doesn't sound great. So she had been on vacation with her ex-boyfriend and baby daddy and their son. Yes. That's where the the story takes an unfortunate turn. Right. So is she, so she was blacked out. She doesn't remember any of this apparently. So is she talking about the ex Mm, who she was on vacation with? You know, I feel like. Or is just, this this is just like, um, like high yes. kind of like yeah. psychotic just like it, just like you're having mumbling. a dream and the shit that happens in the dream doesn't happen in real life well we hope not so Blair issued a um, 
a statement today. She said, I made a big mistake yesterday after a lovely trip with my son and his dad. I mixed alcohol with medication, and that caused me to black out and led me to say and do things that I deeply regret. I take this very seriously and apologize to all of the passengers and crew that I disturbed, and I'm thankful to all of the people who helped me in the aftermath. I am a flawed human being who makes mm. mistakes, and I'm filled with shame over this incident. I'm mad I'm at truly you, very sorry. Um, yeah, so... Wow. That was crazy, and it, probably crazy for the people on the plane. I mean, yes. it's crazy when it's anyone that does yes. something like that, but when it's a famous person, uh, it's it luckily was, her son was asleep with headphones on it's during this. Obviously, the worst for the boyfriend because he's when you have a freak out chick with you, yeah. This everyone looks at you like there's something wrong with you. Ed, back me up on this. Sure, I, I haven't thought about uh, what's her name since Selma Blair. Uh, Cruel intentions. What's what's yeah, cruel intentions. Yeah. Has she been in stuff? She's in yeah. stuff. She's, She's in stuff here and there. She works. Yeah. She works a lot. She's in stuff here and there. Good for and her. I hope she feels better. I mean that he burns my private parts. He won't let me eat yeah. or drink. Yeah. He's gonna kill me. He beats me. Uh, pretty um random things to be screaming repeatedly. Yeah. Uh, I once brought a chick to a party, and she got so fucking drunk and just acting stupid and really, really embarrassed me and was very, very bad for my look. And I hope Selma Blair does the right thing and apologizes to her man, because that chick didn't apologize to me. We never spoke again. Okay, next story, Kate. Um, Looks like Lil Wayne is back on the scissor. Mm. After he suffered a seizure during a cross-country flight, forcing his private jet to make an emergency landing in Nebraska. Ed Daly, you're the resident hip-hop expert on this show. Are you a fan of Lil Wayne? Lil Wayne? Love him. Love him. Love him. Okay, Wheezy was flying from Milwaukee to California when the seizure struck and we're told he blacked out when the pilot put the jet down Monday afternoon in Omaha. Paramedics were at the airstrip, um, but we're told he refused medical treatment. Wayne said he's epileptic and has suffered seizures his entire childhood. Years ago, he said he quit drinking lean because Mm -hmm. of the seizures. Last night, though, in Milwaukee, he was double cupping in plain sight. So it seems like he's back on the scissor. For those of you not familiar with lean. What is lean? Lean is a really ghetto concoction of promethazine with codeine. That's That's the scissor part, the active ingredient. Um, typically mixed with um, Sprite. That's and a jolly and, the a, word, and right? a Jolly yes. Rancher candy to top it off. Yeah, it's it's about the coating. Um, and you put it all in a cup and enjoy. The coating is mainly responsible for the euphoric feeling yeah. after drinking lean. Promethazine. Is that how am I saying it right? Pro- promethazine, promethazine. That might be Australian pr- pronunciation. Causes motor skill impairment, lethargy, extreme drowsiness, Love as it. well as a disassociative feeling from all other parts of the body, specifically the stomach and digestive system. Kate, I need you to get me some of this shit. Get me some of this shit stat for this weekend. Yeah, that's what people but he, are he, leaning and dabbing yeah. left, right, and Yes, center. fuck yeah. Yes, Ed? He also has ep- epilepsy, right? Yes, like, and the scissor was not good for the epilepsy, but he's back on it, and he's having seizures and blacking out. That's the yeah. crux uh, of the sitch. Dr. Drew, who Ed has made his feelings known about, uh, I heard him say that this is basically just um, opiate addiction. Yeah, is Ed not a doctor? Uh, not a no, drug? no, don't get him started. Don't get him started. Don't go. We've, Please. Done, we've done several episodes on Ed's distaste for Dr. Drew. Um, all right. We, but I will say, yes. uh, Little Wayne. Yeah. Big fan. The greatest line of all time. Let's hear it. Never met the bitch, but I fuck her like I missed her. Uh, that's awesome. Great, greatest good. line of all yeah. time. My girlfriend was at um, the E3 conference. It's like a gaming conference. Yeah. In LA. For, all, week, for all the gamers in the audience. Um, Lil Wayne. Is that what E3 is? Yeah. Lil Wayne like was on a panel that she was... At and so she snapped some pictures. She was right in front of him, snapped some pickies and of Lil Wayne of Wheezy and sent them to me. Little Little Wayne is a prolific gamer. He I've seen was, him play video games with was, Conan O'Brien. He looked very happy, like he was on the lane. Yeah. in the picture. Yeah. Well, he should. He also smokes tons of weed. That's true. Uh, okay, what else is going um, on? Kate? We have another celeb disaster. Let's Meatloaf. hear. Meatloaf. 
the loaf. Yes. <laughs> Collapsed His on name stage is Robert Paulson. While performing in front of a Canadian crowd, the 68-year-old rocker was at... 68? Um, How fucking old is this guy? Was was rocking out in Edmonton when he hit the floor in the middle of I'd do anything for love and lay motionless on stage. Apparently, the collapse was triggered by severe dehydration, which is why every celebrity from like Selena Gomez right. to Richard Simmons uses Dehydration. As an, ex- as an excuse for any medical condition or substance abuse issue. Um, it is a little weird, though. Uh, meat just canceled loaf, Mr. Loaf. a bunch of concerts because of some sort of undisclosed illness. So we're not, I don't know what's going on with the loaf. Ed, we talked last week. I can't remember the reason, but we came up with the reason that we needed to invade Canada. I feel like we've found an even better reason now because Canada is a place where apparently Meatloaf can sell tickets. Is he Canadian? No, I don't think so. Uh, he's just embarrassing for Canada. He's got he's got one song and it's a terrible no, song. Canadians have bad taste and that's why uh, they they buy tickets to his show. Apparently. Kate, what? Did you wake up in a Meatloaf free zone? Yes, I'm always in a meatloaf free zone. Uh, um, but did you had also, you heard of him? I would not him? do anything for love. No, but had you heard of him? Because I would envy that. No, oh, not being not oh, who did meatloaf. I grow up in a meatloaf free zone? You know what? Unfortunately, I didn't because we had MTV. Yeah, and he had uh, that song was a. Was a head of music awful. video. No, no was it was a, that was his later song. It was well, um, Paradise it was, by the Death. No, that was that was from the seventies. In the in the early nineties, he had a resurgence and another hit. I would do anything for love. That's the one I mean. But I won't do that. That's what. That's yeah. the song I'm yeah, talking. Yeah, that about. is the song. You're right. So that's how I know him. All right. Um, moving on. Sad. Yes. Iggy Azalea, Nick Young, done. Dunzo oh, engagements no. off. Saw this, this is, coming. This is, uh, they're done for good. Their relationship, much like Iggy Azalea's career, is over. Yeah. Iggy took to social media to announce the breakup, saying, Unfortunately, although I love Nick and have tried and tried to rebuild trust in him, it's become apparent in the last few weeks that I'm unable to. Um, which sounds like a veiled, um, you know, he's fucked up again. Right. Of course, Young was secretly recorded on video a few months back um, by Lakers teammate Deange Russell seemingly admitting to cheating on Azalea. Um, and at the time, she said she was furious. She decided to give him a chance. Seems like things haven't worked out. Azalea ended her statement with, It's never easy to part ways with the person you planned your entire future with, but futures can be rewritten. And as of today, mine is a blank page. And then she had the classic car she gave him for Christmas towed away from her home. Yeah, an Impala. Uh, just Chevy, breaking Chevy, news: Paul. If you're classic car, if you're dating a young <laughs> athlete, he's cheated on you. You don't need yes. you don't need video evidence. No. Like that's just it's yeah. They're getting it thrown at him left and right, and they don't have the self control. I'm going to close with a rather sad story. Real quick, Ed oh, Daly, wow. would you bang Azalea? Would you stick it in her? I I actually don't know her well enough. Like. I mean, you, maybe I, I don't remember what he looks like. Great answer. Maybe way to have an opinion. Uh, okay, Kate. No, else? but what is she? It, it, would you bang her? I don't I, know. I don't even she's know what she looks that's like. why I asked. She's one of those real borderline. Like she's a bit manly. She doesn't really do it for me. But I, sometimes I see her and I think maybe. Oh my god! You two I mean, are, you I would. Two are I would bang most people. If you had the chance to have sex with her, you would. Have I would. Sex with You're her. saying I would. Both, you know what I like. Both of you. Would. You know. I, you know what I'm into. I would both have sex would. with most people. That's true. If I were single. That's exactly. true. Of course. I'm yeah, okay. saying if Good you were point. single I, and you I had the opportunity, you would. I can't remember the last time I actually saw her. Yeah. I feel like it's been a year. year since yeah. She's been famous. Well, she's yeah. It's not going well for her. She sung my no. theme song, I'm So Fancy. That's right. Uh, okay, Kate, what else is going on in the world of Um, Yeah, so I'm going to close with a pretty Let's close. sad story. Let's close it out. Actor Anton Yelchin, 27 oh, years this is old. this awful. Best known for his role as Chekhov in Star Trek, although he was in many other films and was always great, was killed in a freak accident by his own car early Sunday morning. Apparently, friends of his became alarmed after he didn't show up for a scheduled rehearsal and went to his home in Studio City just after 1 a.m., where they found him pinned between his car and a brick mailbox, which attached to a security gate. Police say the car was still running and the car was in neutral. They believe the car rolled down the driveway backwards. 
um, and pinned him, and he probably died awful. slowly. Awful. It's just awful. That's a really Apparently, terrible thing. Apparently, um, the... The Grand Jeep Cherokee model he had had been, they'd issued a recall. Recall. Because so you can't tell what gear it's in. It looks like a bat, a, 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 a huge lawsuit. Yes, um, awful. Coming from his grieving family. Really, really terrible. So that's a, that's a, a loss for Hollywood because he was a young, talented I never guy. had seen him in anything, but I will take your word for it. It's always sad when someone is taken before their time. A terrible, terrible tragedy. Ed Daly, any thoughts? Um, I think I saw him in uh, Hank Azaria's show called Huff. Oh, really? He was like, he was I like the son, like ten years ago. It's like a Showtime show. Yeah, and I, I liked that. it. And I think he was the kid. And then he, I knew he was like getting famous for a Star Trek, but like, I mean, whatever. I, yeah, I, I didn't know him, but like, yeah. if you own a Jeep, problematic. Yeah, huge. Yeah. Just like that's, awful. That's a terrible vehicle. Yeah, really, really awful. I mean, I gotta say, like the new ones, the new Jeep SUVs. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not mad at those at all. Yeah. Well, so. you're not getting one. But are we talking Dangerous. about a Wrangler? No, it was a Grand Cherokee. Grand Cherokee SUV. Okay. That's it for the Sad. the news portion of this program. Excellent job. Everyone at Daily. Also, I heard you guys talking about breastfeeding earlier. Yeah. I hope you two are both are you, pro breastfeeding yeah. because that's how babies. Oh, eat. at a baseball game. Just yeah. it doesn't matter where. If you have a baby, you have to feed it. Yes. You feed it with your breast. What? Yeah. Why do you need to bring a baby? Doesn't you could? Yeah. It's not about need. You can bring your goddamn yes. baby wherever you want. Yes. As long as you're not but why would harming you, why it. Why would you want to? Bring well, a baby? that's not up to you. Why, why would you why? want to bring a baby? Yeah, to a I baseball don't know because you're an idiot. Who, yeah. who knows? But that's not like well, you, that's not the coin. What, you, what we're talking about? You would not. So want to you're bring an idiot, you, which means you don't bring him to yeah. the, the game. Yeah, yeah but that's you, not what we're talking Kate, about. You would not bring a baby to a baseball. game. But that's not what I'm talking about. You wouldn't go to a baseball game. Oh my god! Why do you have to make what I'm talking about something different? I'm talking about breastfeeding in public yeah. it's totally but, fine and that's if you have a problem with it you are an idiot if you had if you had just been, wanted to add, if, i just wanted to if say you that i've been listening Shh. ed and i have no Shh. problem with people breastfeeding. i'm not talking to you guys we have talking people, to anyone that's listening we have problems with people bringing infants where they don't need to be oh well, yeah like bars I mean, leave your kids at home astros games brothels kids suck Leave concerts. Them at home. I'm always. No one I'm, wants to be I'm, around your shitty kids. Every concert I go to these days, it seems like someone's brought a six-year-old. Don't bring your kids Don't do to that. Coachella. Don't do that. It's bad for their ears. Okay. But you if you want to breastfeed your baby in public, no. go, you go yeah. right if you're ahead. You're bringing your baby to Astros games. No. No, you guys are having two different arguments. Let's. This is it. Ed, th- the end. No, stop. Don't say anything else. Lay off the lean, buddy. For Ed, Ed's feeling good. I like that. <laughs> Four. Excellent job, everybody. Excellent job, Ed Daly. Excellent job, Kate McManus, as always. That's true. Excellent job, me. Uh, so, for Ed Daly, for Kate McManus, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been episode 125 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We will see you next week. I mean, we won't technically see you, but you'll join us. Bye.